0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey,
1: everybody. Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com White Sox reporter Scott Merkin here on the podcast. A lot to get to. The top 100 prospects list is out, according to MLB Pipeline. And no surprise, the White Sox do great on that list. We'll talk a little bit about FanFest, which just happened for the White Sox. But let's start with some more news type stuff, Scott. Um, as, believe it or not, today was truck day in Chicago as the team sends the equipment down to spring training. We're that close to things getting going down in Arizona. Um, but as we get closer, the team continues to add some pieces. This week, that has been bullpen help. They get Bruce Rondon. They get Genmar Gomez. Let's start with Rondon. Hard to believe he's only still 27 years old, Scott, because it seems like he's been around so long. He's always thrown hard, but he's always had trouble getting batters out. What do you think the White Sox <coughs> think they can do to kind of get him fixed? I guess.
0: Well, I should add first him that, even though it was truck day today, it was a wind chill of eight <laughs> in Chicago. So, so I think fans are very excited about uh, the prospects of spring, if nothing, even if it's February 14th, until they officially report. But well, you know, Rondon's an interesting proposition because he has talent. There's no question about that. Uh, he he just may be one of those change of scenery guys. I mean, obviously, it says something about the relationship there that Detroit is going through a rebuild. You know that they've talked about, and I think believe him had him as an arbitration eligible player this year and still not tendered him. They didn't want him part of the rebuild. So the Sox will take a chance on him, and the Sox have been successful in these kind of cases before. And, you know, not necessarily where there might have been a clash in the organization, but more so, you know, guys who have kind of underachieved. So we'll focus on that part. You know, there's plenty of guys that, that they seem to have kind of stockpiled former first-round picks or high-end players and kind of done, you know, have changed them around a little bit. So we'll see what Don Cooper and Kurt Hassler and everyone else who, you know, works on pitching in the system there, uh, Kurt Champion, can do with Rondon, who, again, I, I stress enough that I've talked to people and they say, you know, he, you know, he's got a... Electric stuff, uh, 100-mile-an-hour fastball, It's just kind of sounds like it's kind of focus and kind of, um, you know, uh, getting in the strike zone, working the zone a little bit more. So, you know, here's the thing with the White Sox is Anthony Swarzak had moments of excellence in his career, maybe not what he did last year, but had moments of high success before last year. But this is a guy who was a non-roster invite to spring training for the White Sox and probably doesn't break camp with the team if Juan Manaya, who closed at the end of the year for the White Sox, doesn't have, I believe it was an oblique tear or an oblique strain, and starts the year on the DL. Meanwhile, Anthony Sforzak takes that opportunity and absolutely runs with it, just is lights out all year, and now earns himself a two-year, $14 million contract in this offseason. So that tells me two things. One, the White Sox, in this phase of the rebuild, are still looking for these guys who you know, they're not spending a lot of money on, but they can build up, and in the case of Rondon, could help them now could possibly help them in trade value if they turn them around or could be a guy who could be part of the rebuild at some point in the future. And if I'm a pitcher, I see what happened with a guy like Svorek who great guy, by the way, just, you know, hadn't had the opportunity or Tommy Kainley, who kind of turned things around with them and say to myself, yeah, I want to go there. I'm certainly going to get a chance to pitch. There's no question about that at some point or another. And look what I can lead myself to. Tommy Canely was maybe the most valuable him or David Robertson who also was traded over to the Yankees. You know, probably the most valuable relievers for the Yankees out of the bullpen in the postseason. So opportunity is there for both sides, so it's a good match for guys like Rondon, Jen Gomez, Xavier Cedeno, to join with the group that already was listed as an on-roster invites.
1: Yeah, and Gomez is a guy that obviously closed for a little bit with the Phillies, with a bad Phillies team that that didn't have a lot in the bullpen, but also has struggled so similar. He's a little older at 30 years old, but certainly uh, some interesting arms. It'll make for uh, a more interesting spring training, too, when you see those battles go through. All right, I mentioned the MLB Pipeline Top 100 list. The White Sox check in with seven players on the list. Which is kind of made even more impressive when you think about the fact that Juan Moncada is no longer on these lists. Lucas Giolito is no longer on these lists. But uh, Eloy Jimenez, number four. Michael Kopeck number 10. So two of the top 10. And then Luis Robert, 28. Alex Hansen, 54. Dylan C., 61. Dane Dunning, 92. Blake Rutherford, 99. A lot of pitching, a nice mix of pitching and position players. Uh, But, Scott, let's start with the top guy, Aloy Jimenez, number four. Obviously, he came from the north side to the south side, uh, from the Cubs to the White Sox. And he seems like he's getting close to the big leagues. How excited are the White Sox about this guy?
0: I mean, I think they're as excited, if not more so, than the Cubs were when they had him. I mean, this is a guy who's got star written all over him, both talent, attitude, desire, focus on the team. This is a guy who could be, you know, the cornerstone of the rebuild. And really, I've talked about this before on podcasts, but, you know, every rebuild you see, you know, they end up in championship, the Cubs have what, you know, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, uh, maybe Bryant is the center. Houston's got Correa, um, George Springer, Altuve. And then Kansas City had that whole big group together, you know, Hosmer, Kane, um, Perez, Moustakis. And, you know, the Sox, group may be led by Jimenez now I, you know I'm not sure if he gets up this year but just based on his past results I think he's gonna end up forcing the issue and seeing some time it'll probably be later in the year but this is a guy who you know they believe can be a perennial all-star and be you know in MVP talk and leading a championship team every season and I will say Tim on that list there was a time probably not five six years ago maybe even four years ago were when I wrote that story, I was struggling to find a hook because the one guy that was on the list for the Sox was like ninety six or ninety seven, <laughs> and that was it. And now you mentioned they graduate Moncada, Giolito, Lopez, Fulmer, uh, Collins was on the list last last year, didn't make it this year, although he's still a good prospect, and they still have seven. So that tells you how quickly they've turned this rebuild and built up a system that for a long time was near the bottom of baseball.
1: Yeah. And a lot of them, obviously via the trades, um, some, sure. some of the guys being coming in other ways, but Michael Kopech came over from the Red Sox and we knew when they, when they got him, he's a guy that throws a hundred miles per hour. And it seems like he's harnessing that that's velocity now. And I would think he's going to be an exciting guy to look at this spring.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was an exciting guy last spring too. You know, I mean, he'll be used <laughs> as a starter during spring training. He, uh, You know, I think he's, I don't see them bringing him up like they did with Fulmer as a bullpen piece at some point during the year, even if they surprise people or in a competitive team. I think you're going to see a path followed like they did with Ronaldo Lopez last year, where he'll get, you know, a solid amount of starts at Charlotte. Remember, he only had three starts at Charlotte last year. So, you know, he's still got time to develop. And maybe June, July, something like that, you see Kopech join the rotation on a regular basis. So, you know, right now they have a couple of veterans in Shields and Gonzalez in there along with Fulmer, uh, Lopez, and Giolito. So they're, they're full. They're, they're good. They're not rushing anyone, and they're going to leave Kopech his time to develop. But talking to all these kids, but Kopech stood out, you know, during Sox Fest last weekend, and they're, they're really mature kids. And the thing that impresses me is they get what the Sox are trying to do. You know, no player wants to go out there and lose no player is like okay cool we got a 95 loss season coming this year but we're going to be good in 2 years but they understand it you know they're playing hard doing things the right way they want to win now but they get that if things go right and the development process follows the right course this could be a perennial championship team just like you know the cubs built houston built kc built before them and rebuilds
1: you mentioned SoxFest, and you have these fan fests around baseball, and they often take on a vibe of where the team is, obviously. I mean, if a team's coming off a championship or a postseason run, there's obviously star power and there's excitement. Um, if a team is in a rebuild, sometimes it can be less exciting. But the White Sox now are at the point, I think, where there's so many prospects, and they're so well-known at this point by the fan base, that FanFest becomes exciting, SoxFest is exciting and it's also cool that all these guys, and you mentioned them talking about, you know, wanting to win but understanding the big picture, they've also, at this point, now that they've been with the White Sox for a year or over a year, um, they've kind of played together in the minors, and, and there's that camaraderie building, too.
0: Yeah, and I will say, you know, I, I've covered, in my 16th year covering the team, I've covered 15 Sox Fests, and, you know, there's been some, uh, some I don't know about animosity, but some aggravation on fans' parts, you know, in the past during a— the town hall meetings with whoever was the, G, you know, as Ken Williams or Rick Hahn, depending on the, the time. But this was just nothing but, you know, joy the whole weekend. I mean, <laughs> I think fans stopped short of doing everything but telling Rick they were going to name their next born Rick or Hahn after him for the, the rebuild process that he's done. So a lot of excitement, and, and rightfully so. There's a reason to be excited. Now the key thing for the White Sox is you build on this excitement and obviously finish the rebuild. You know, I mean, you need – well, that will probably come more, you know, as the season progresses and into next off season. But they certainly have the building blocks there, and fans loved interacting with them, and it was it was it was sold out, which I think the last time they did that was the uh, 2015, the 10 year reunion of the '05 World Series champion. But people are people are loving the rebuild and have been excited with it since, you know, the Chris Sale trade really kind of started things going.
1: One more thing to touch on with you, you have a feature sure. on the site about Adam Engel um, and his defense really. Um, And and what a good defender he is, even though people may not necessarily realize that, although he has had some unbelievable highlight reel-type catches, including 2017. Uh, But he finished the year 16 outs above average for people that follow the metrics. Um, To put that in some perspective, third in that category with Mookie Betts, who's obviously considered a great right fielder with the Red Sox. Uh, But the thing that stood out to me from your story with him is, as good as he was, he wants to be better.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the key thing for Engel is going to be he has to hit the ball. You know, he had a he had a real rough year last year offensively. I think he hit about 165, 170 and struck out way too much, 100 and some, 113, 117 times. But he is already a gold-glove caliber def- defender. I mean, you know, he's up there with Betts and Buxton and that group in terms of uh, outfield defense. And the key thing with Engel is he plays so shallow. And it's still, he used those stat-cast numbers to show him that, and other numbers provided by the White Sox, you know, uh, analytics department to show him that he's okay playing shell and he's taking away hits that are made on pitchers, pitches. And, you know, the, those that are come off pitchers mistakes, well, those are tough to get to, but he's still tracking some of those down. His speed helps out too, I think, but he's a great speaker. And one thing I noticed is, you know, you, you sometimes social media can be a little goofy, but a lot of times you can see things trend wise, when I tweeted that story out, there were like four or five White Sox players who retweeted it and made a comment about angle. I, I'm not sure they were so in love with what I wrote, but just as much as about the message about angle itself, Rodon did that and uh, Brad Goldberg and Tim Anderson, and they know they see him and they know how good he is. So I think, you know, the team is kind of, not that they dislike it, not that they're not rooting for everyone, but they're kind of rooting for angle. But the key thing for him is to get that offense close. They not to be as good as the defense, but to get it up higher than obviously the one sixty five one seventy mark he had last
1: year. Yeah, because if you're him, you you gotta see those prospects coming too, right? Jimenez coming, sure, Lewis sure. Robert. Although he's not very he's yeah. not old
0: himself, but right. yeah, I mean you you know Lewis Robert is not too far behind and Eloy Jimenez and Blake Rutherford. So yeah, you know, there's some impetus, but I think the biggest push is him is within himself to just get better every year.
1: All right. Great stuff, Scott. This has been MLB.com extras our White Sox edition for Scott Merkin. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.